Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled The Field of Blood. I want you to know that God has provided a way for you to be made right in his sight. And that is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We're going to talk today from the subtitle of Innocent Blood. And this is part number two in that series. Don't forget to join us on our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. You can find this message along with the other parts to this series. And don't forget to download the Kingdom Rock app to your mobile device and you can get the word of God on the go. So make sure you pick it up today. It's free of charge. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Innocent Blood, part two of the series entitled The Field of Blood, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Uh, on last week, what the Lord was uh, saying and, and uh, that you not only heard the word, but you digested the word. You're letting that word grow inside of you. It will profit you nothing just to be under, under a word and the word not take root in you. It does nothing for you. Remember, it is not God's will for us to sit, soak, and sour. That's not God's will. For us to come into the house of God every week and just sit, soak, and sour. For the word of God to have absolutely no proof and no evidence in your life, that is not God's will. Why would any farmer go out into his field every day and sow seed and sow seed? And after a while, he's expecting something to come up year after year, sowing, sowing, sowing. You expect something to happen. Well, that that's the that's the kind of rut uh, that many churchgoers get into. They come and hear word of God, but there's no fruit. There's no proof that they've been in the presence of God because they have not been um, allowing the word to take root in them. They mainly come to hear and be entertained, but that is not us. Say with me, that is not me. The word of God must take root in your heart so that it may produce the fruit. The word of God must take root in your heart so that it so that it may produce fruit. That's what you're after. When you come to hear the word of the Lord here on Sundays or Wednesdays or or in your own personal time of prayer and devotion time, you want not only the seed, the seed is only the beginning. You're after the fruit. You're after what it will produce. Are you hearing? We're not just sowing seed to be sowing seed. We want something to come from it. There must be fruit. Must be fruit. And a good way to cultivate your ground, of course, once you've hear, heard the word of God, go back and, and review, review your notes. Go back and get one of the CDs and hear that word again. Get it turning over in you. Hear it again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hear the word of God again. Don't let it stop. And now, I know that you all are brilliant people. I was hoping somebody would say amen. I know that you are brilliant people, but most of us cannot comprehend the entire word in one sitting. So I would urge you, hear it again. God has given us the uh, ability to produce media. Hear it again. 
Hear it again. Get it in you. Hear it again. Amen. All right. I'm going to move on from that. All right. Remember, it's my job to show you the door. You have to walk through it. I can lead you to the water, but I can't make you drink it. So help me today or excuse me today as I show you the door again. Anyway, praise Jesus. All right, let's go on. Matthew 27, Matthew 27. And uh, we're going to start reading here. Verse four on read um, about four or five verses, verses four through eight. Just just in a way of a small bit of recapping here as we continue the series entitled part number two, the field of blood. All right. It says here, Matthew 27, verse four. Uh, through eight out of the King James Version. And it says, uh, saying, this is what Judas is saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the, what blood? The innocent blood. Highlight that or underline that. He said, I have sinned uh, in that I have betrayed innocent blood. They said, uh, what is that to us? See thou to that. In other words, we don't care. You handle it. Verse five. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed. And went and hanged himself. Verse six. And the chief priest took the silver uh, pieces and said, it is not lawful for to put them into the treasury because uh, it is the price of blood. Verse seven. And they took counsel and brought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Wherefore, the field was called what? The field of blood uh, unto this day. Now, we're going to go into part two today, and we're going to subtitle part two, Innocent Blood. Innocent Blood. All right. Now, stay. Uh, we're, we're still here in the book of Matthew, uh, book of Matthew, chapter 27. Zoom on down to verse number 15. And uh, we're going to go from here. Now, of course, you can read the entire chapter of Matthew, the 27th chapter, to get a good panoramic view. Matter of fact, you can read the entire book of Matthew to get a good view. While you're at it, you can read the entire Bible to get a good view. But I'm just going to read just a little bit here. Matthew 27, verse 15 through 26, and then we'll go back and and discuss it. Okay. All right. So uh, verse um, 15 says, now at that feast, underline the word feast there. The governor was wont uh, to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. In other words, there was a custom uh, that the governor could release a prisoner. Now, let me just go ahead and finish reading it here. In verse 16, it says, and they had um, they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, whom will ye that I release unto you? Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ. For he knew that for envy uh, they had delivered him when he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders uh, persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. 
The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain uh, uh, will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto, unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say all. They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a torment or a ruckus was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just man, of this, of this just person. See, see ye to it. Verse 25, then answered all the people and said, let's read that together. Ready? Let's read. His blood be on us and on our children. Verse 26, then release he Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Make no mistake about it. All of this is about blood. All of this is about blood. As a matter of fact, it's about innocent blood, the blood of Jesus. If you look back in verse number four, you'll see that Jesus says once again, uh, not Jesus, but Judas says, I have betrayed innocent blood. That's verse four. Verse 24, Pilate says here, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. Then in verse 25, we see uh, the people saying his blood be on us and on our children. Thank God the blood of Jesus is on you and your children. They meant it one way. But they don't all they, they don't understand the whole thing was playing into the hand of God, playing into the hand of God, playing out exactly as the father wanted it. It was the priest, of course, that presented the sacrifice. The priest, the, the elders presented the sacrifice, the lamb of God, Jesus Christ, to be sacrificed. Jesus is our atonement. He's our atoning sacrifice. And the priests instigated and the priests even riled the people up to say, crucify Jesus, crucify Jesus. Now, why was all that important? Because understand, Pilate saw that Jesus was an innocent man. And if Pilate had his way, Jesus would not have been crucified. Pilate found no guilt in him. He found Jesus to be innocent of the charges. He knew that those uh, religious leaders, the chief priests and the elders, he knew that they were envious of Jesus. Jesus had more people in his church than they did. Jesus had the respect of the people. And they envied Jesus, how the people followed him and, and how they listened to his words. And they knew, Pilate knew that those old, if you would forgive the words, those jacked up other preachers. They knew that they brought Jesus because they, they hated Jesus because of what he was doing, what he was saying. Pilate knew that Jesus was an innocent man. But still, the sacrifice must have been presented so that you and I could go free. And so the father in his sovereignty and his wisdom gave Pilate's wife a vision. Tell him, 
leave Jesus alone. The sacrifice must be completed. And the chief priests riled up the people, riled up the people, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. They did not realize that Jesus at that point would be the savior of the world. And he must needs go through that cross experience. But thank God they prophesied it. His blood be on us and on our children. Praise God. It's all about the blood. As a matter of fact, Hebrews 9 verse 22 says, without blood, there is no, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. There's no forgiveness of sins. The blood must have been shed so that you and I could receive forgiveness. Amen. Amen. And I love Hebrews 12, verse 24. And it says, and Jesus, uh, and to Jesus, the mediator of the, of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. The blood of Jesus speaks better things than that of Abel. Abel's blood, you remember Abel of Cain and Abel? Abel's blood cried out for vengeance. Vengeance, avenge me, avenge me. It cried out for just justice and judgment upon the one that killed him. His blood cried out from the earth and God heard the blood of innocent Abel. He heard the blood, he heard Abel's blood that was speaking from the ground that was saying, give me justice. Give me justice. Destroy the one who did this to me. Destroy the one who did this to me. But Jesus' blood was also shed and his blood reached the ground. But his blood is still crying out today. Father, forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. The blood of Jesus cries out forgiveness even to this day. His blood that reached the ground of Calvary's cross, the blood that sprinkled off of his body, that that flowed from the crown of thorns, the blood that came out of his wrists and his hands and his feet, his side, the blood that flowed, it reached the earth and it is still crying out for us today. Father, forgive them, forgive them, mercy, mercy, mercy. On all those who would call upon his name, his blood is still crying out. Innocent blood cries out. Are you hearing? And in Revelation 12, I love it. Revelation 12, it's all about blood. Tell tell your neighbor, it's all about the blood. Revelation 12, verse 11 says, and they overcame him, talking about the devil, they, the believers, we, the believers, overcame him, overcame the devil by the, anybody, blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimonies, and they loved not their lives unto death. The blood is so powerful that it overcomes the enemy. It overcomes the wicked one in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blood, it's all about the blood. But one of, their, one of the strongest examples of the power of the blood of Jesus is found there in the feast of the Passover. The feast of the Passover. As a matter of fact, you'll find and we'll discover here in Scripture that uh, it says here that uh, during the feast, uh, Pilate wanted to deliver a prisoner. It was his custom during the feast. What feast? It was the feast of Passover. As a matter of fact, the uh, the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, was a Passover meal. They were exer- they were observing the time of Passover. 
Passover. We're going to talk a little bit about that today, and it will show you the power uh, that is resident in the blood of Jesus. Are you hearing? Now, the purpose of Passover, and you can find that, and you can write this down in your notes, in Exodus chapter 12. Exodus 12, you'll find the Passover. And the purpose of the Passover was to remind, remind us of how God delivered his people out of the house of bondage, that is, out of the land of Egypt. Egypt was called the house of bondage. So it was to remind the people how God delivered them out of the house of bondage. And he did this by his divine judgment and through the blood of the lamb that was shed. In fact, again, the lamb was given so that the people of God could escape judgment. Judgment was coming on the entire land. But God said, apply the blood of the sacrifice to the side posts and the top posts of the door. And when he would see the blood, when the destroyer came through the land, when the destroyer saw the blood, when God saw the blood, he would have that destroyer to pass over that house. And no one in that house would be touched or affected because of the blood that was shed. So it was the purpose of the lamb there in the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter, to give his life so that those that are on the inside of the house could live. Innocent blood was shed so that guilty blood could live. Are you hearing? The innocent died on the cross so that the guilty could be released. Oh, that's an example right there, because if you if you really look at this, Barabbas was guilty of sin. The people said, release Barabbas, release Barabbas. The innocent went to the cross and the guilty went free. There were three crosses that day. One for the two thieves that were on either side of Jesus and Barabbas should have hung right that right there in the middle of them. The word Barabbas means son of the father, Bar Abbas, Bar Abba, son, uh, Bar of the father. Abbas means uh, father, son of the father. So Barabbas represents all of mankind. We are all sons or products or offspring of God the father. And so Barabbas was cut loose, guilty as sin, guilty as sin. He was a, he was a, a known criminal. No, they knew he was a murderer. They knew it. But they cried out, release him, release the murderer, release him and let the innocent man hang there. That was an example for us, because if we tell the truth, you're guilty of sin, too. And Jesus took our place. Are you hearing the innocent pays for the guilty? Are you hearing? And here, of course, in the Passover, the innocent lamb, his blood was shed so that the guilty in the house could go free. But one thing was true. Those that were in the house believed in the father. They believed in the sacrifice of the lamb. And they placed placed that blood on the signpost and the top post of their house. And when God saw the sign of the blood, remember in the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter, all of that was a shadow of what Jesus Christ would do for us today. It was a shadow. His blood, the blood of that lamb there in the book of Exodus was a shadow of 
of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who would come to take away the sins of the world. That lamb in the Exodus, was, well, that lamb was slain, his blood was applied to give us a shadow, to give us a glimpse of what Jesus would do for us today. Jesus is our Passover lamb. Hallelujah. And his blood still causes the destroyer to pass over. That's why I tell you today, cancer has no power over us. Sickness and disease has no power over us when the blood is applied. Hallelujah. I can apply the blood of Jesus not only to my house, physical house I live in, but to this house, to this earthly house. Hallelujah. To my spirit, my soul, my body. I say I apply the blood of Jesus and the destruction that's in the land must pass over. Are you hearing? It must pass over. Who is it or what is it that can stand up to the awesome blood of Jesus? What can say that it is stronger than the blood of God Almighty? What can do it? What can stand before God when God says, when I see this, nothing, when I see this token, this sign, this symbol of innocent blood, everything in this house will be saved. Are you hearing? Say with me, Jesus is my Passover lamb. Now understand something. Let's go back into this symbolism for a moment as we here again uh, tell you that it's all about blood. It's all about blood. And blood is the life of the body. The life of the body is in the blood. Are you hearing? So here again, the the Passover lamb freed the children of Israel from the house of bondage, from slavery, from the control of Pharaoh, the control of the enemy. Understand something. When the blood was shed, it freed the people. God used the lamb as an example uh, to show them that uh, his blood would one day free us from bondage from slavery, from the control of the enemy. Are you hearing? The lamb of Exodus 12 was an example of what Jesus would do for us today in this time. Just like that blood freed them, his blood also frees us. Are you hearing? So Jesus, once again, is our Passover lamb. And because of his blood, his blood breaks the control. I want you to hear this. His blood breaks the control of the enemy off of your life. His blood breaks the shackles and the chains of the enemy off of your life. His blood does that. Are you hearing? Now here again, Jesus was crucified or Jesus died uh, or his life was given there in the Passover, the Passover celebration. Now, someone once said, well, if Jesus is our atoning sacrifice, why wasn't he, uh, why didn't he give his life or why didn't he die on the day of atonement? The day of atonement, understand, is when the high priest would come in and they would bring their, um, the lamb, they would bring the the goats in and these animals would die and the blood of those sacrifices would cover the people's sins. It would be a, an atonement. It would cover the sins of the people. But why didn't Jesus die? If he is our sacrifice, why didn't he die on the day of atonement? Because God didn't want us to have the image of Jesus' blood covering our sin. The blood of Jesus doesn't simply cover your sin. It takes the sin away. Yeah. Hallelujah. It takes the sin away. Thank you, Lord. 
I gave you an example about that one time. Let's, let me give it to you again. Hallelujah. You know when somebody gets in the bathroom who's had too many beans? And they leave an, an odorous smell in that bathroom. Well, you can have your air fresher and your air freshener and, and uh, it can be uh, the scent of roses. Roses. And you spray it in the bathroom. As you're being assaulted. As you're being buffeted. Defend yourself. Defend yourself. Well, what you will have is that you'll have a rosy scent covering funky scent. The funk is still present. Y'all not talking to me. The funk is still present. It's just covered by the rosy scent. But you still smell the funk. Gotta have that funk. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So the sacrifices of the Old Testament, it covered the smell. It just covered it. But Jesus, if you would, if you would, just pardon this expression, is like the fan, a good fan in the bathroom. It takes the odor away. Hallelujah. 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 He makes it so when somebody enters in, hmm, nobody's ever been in here before. Nobody's ever been in here before. Are you hearing? Oh, that was just. So Jesus is not identified there as one that covers sin. He takes sin away completely. He takes it away completely. And so I thank the father that he gives Jesus as the Passover lamb because the Passover lamb not only covers, he doesn't cover bondage. He frees you from it completely. He frees you from the control of the enemy completely. Are you hearing? John the Baptist declared uh, in John, the first chapter, verse 29, he said, look, the lamb of God who comes to take away, take away the sins of the world, not to cover, but to take the sins of the world away. Jesus, as he went to the cross, was silent, silent to his accusers, just like the Passover lamb, silent. You can read more about that in uh, Isaiah 53, verse number seven. He was silent before he was, a, he was a, his accusers. And in his death, he bore the wrath of God. Remember, Jesus died taking the wrath of God upon himself so that we could be free. And I listen and in Luke 22, verse number 19, you'll see that you find this language here. Uh, Luke nine, Luke twenty two, verse nineteen. You'll find this language as they were in, as they were at the Passover, the 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 Lord's Supper. Okay, the Lord's Supper. You find the Lord saying this. He said, uh, and he took bread and gave thanks and break it, and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Exactly like the lamb uh, there in Exodus 12. The lamb's body was given. He said, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Verse 20 says, likewise, also uh, the cup after uh, after supper, saying, this cup is a new testament in my blood, which is shed for you. Again, the symbolism here is quite thrilling. 
Because every time you partake of the partake in God's communion, understand this communion is a celebration of the Passover. When you partake in communion, you you um, eat of the flesh of the lamb because in Exodus 12, the Lord told them, I want you to eat all of the lamb. Let none of it stay until morning. And the parts of the lamb that was inedible, like the bones, things of that nature, God said, I want you to burn it up. I want you to eat the entire body of the lamb. Well, who is the body? What is the body of Jesus right now? It is his word. Jesus, the member of the word of God declares the word was made flesh and dwelt among us in John one. Uh, well, there we have here again that the flesh of Jesus is his word. We are to eat all of his word, eat all of his word. We apply the blood to the doorposts and sideposts. And on the inside, we are eating all of his word. Word, even the part that may seem bitter to us. We're eating of his word. And in the Bible, the Lord also tells them to keep your clothes on while you're eating it and keep your staff in your hand. You're about to get out of here in haste. In other words, don't mess around because I'm about to get you out of this place. Are you hearing? And so the Lord said, so let me go and tell you again. So every time you partake the, take of the communion, that is the Lord's Passover. Jesus is the Passover lamb. And whenever you partake of communion, you are, you are reminding the principalities and powers that Jesus has overcome them. You are saying, in effect, can't touch this. Doom, 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 can't touch this. Are you hearing? You are saying when you uh, partake of the lamb's body and you were not... We, we are declaring his blood over our lives. We're declaring his blood over our families. We are declaring his blood. We may say things like, I apply the blood of Jesus to my house. I apply the blood of Jesus to my family, to my children, my grandchildren. I apply the blood of Jesus. And I declare that the uh, angel of destruction or destruction must pass over them in Jesus' mighty name. But understand something. When you're under the blood, the flesh of the lamb still must be eaten. Are you hearing? You got to eat the flesh of the lamb. Now, let me tell you some things in closing as we're about to close out. It's all about the blood. Are you hearing me? It's all about the blood. I love this. Uh, I'll read Exodus 12, verse 13. And the Lord says here, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where uh, ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Now, why are we saying all this today? Because understand something, this nation and this world is about to experience the judgment of God. It's about to experience the judgment of God. You don't have to believe it. I'm telling you, this world, this nation is about to experience the judgment of God. God did not stay his hand because the people of God were there as he did there in the book of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember, judgment didn't fall on Sodom and Gomorrah until Lot came out. But this time, judgment fell in the land of Egypt while God's people were, were still there. Judgment will hit this nation. It will hit this world. But understand something, when the destroyer comes, 
when it sees the sign of the blood, those whose lives are covered on the blood of Jesus and those that are eating the flesh of the lamb, that destroyer will pass over. And your family will be safe and secure in the house because you're covered by the blood of Jesus. It's all about the blood. So as we see here again, as we talk about the cross of Christ, the crucifixion of the Lord, why his blood had to be shed. Again, Jesus is our Passover lamb. His blood had to be shed so that you and I could go free. So so that you and I would not be counted unto wrath. Because God's wrath is about to be poured out upon this planet. You just have to see it for yourself. God's wrath is about to be poured out upon this planet. There's no escaping it. There's no escaping it whatsoever. That's why you're going to have to have the blood of Jesus covering yourself, covering your families, covering your households, and you're going to have to eat his flesh. You're going to have to eat the word of God. Let me give you one more scripture to help prove this to you. In Romans 6, you can get to it if you get to it if you want to. If not, you can just listen. Romans 6, verses 14 through 18. This is what the blood of Jesus has done for us. Are you hearing? Amen. So uh, again, this is, let me tell you, please, church, this is not a time to sleep. It's not a time to sleep nor to slumber. This is not a time to get drunk. It's a time to be sober yes. because the things that are coming are right here at the door. Yes, Lord. And listen, why is it coming so fast? Because innocent blood is crying out from the earth. Innocent blood is being shed all around the world. Watch your news. Innocent blood is being shed and it's crying out to God. Innocent blood cries out for judgment. And the judgment must come or else God is not a righteous God. He's not a just judge. The judgment must come because the blood cries out. The blood, the innocent blood of babies cries out to God. Murdered babies, aborted babies. That blood cries out to God. Those shot down in the streets like dogs, that blood cries out. The the blood of the martyrs, those that have been martyred for Christ, that blood cries out. There is blood that cries out from the earth before God. And the Father has heard and judgment is coming. Because innocent blood is crying out. And except God do something about the innocent blood, then he would be unjust. An unjust God, an unjust judge. So judgment is coming. It is coming. He must settle accounts. It is coming. If it's his will, we'll be raptured out of here. Praise God. Hallelujah. But if not, those that are eating the flesh of the lamb, those who are those who have the blood of Jesus applied to their lives. These were the ones who will be able to escape. This wrath that is to come. Are you hearing? The blood of Jesus has delivered you from the control or domination of sin. Let me read this to you. Romans 6 
verses 14 through 18, it says this, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servant to obey, his servant ye are to whom ye obey, whether to sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Verse 17, but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. You were a slave of sin, but ye have obeyed. From the heart, that form of doctrine or that form of teaching, uh, which was delivered you being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Christ delivered you from sin. He delivered you from the control or domination of the enemy. Well, then pastors, I'm free of it. Why am I keep doing it? The Lord's in the process of renewing your mind, getting your heart cleaned up. That's a process that doesn't happen overnight. He's cursing the roots of the tree and the tree is dying. You may still see fruit, but the tree is dying and the fruit is beginning to dry and soon the tree will fall over. Are you hearing? He's not into pulling down fruit. He's into destroying the root. The root of the tree must die. And let me share this with you as we close out today. Let me read verse 22 and 23. It says, uh, this is again, Romans 6, verse 22 says this, but now being made free from sin, say with me, I'm free from sin and become servants of God. It says, have your fruit unto holiness and the end eternal or rather everlasting life. Verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. I had a dream last night and in this dream or no, I'm sorry. While I was praying, I had a vision of a stump of, of a tree stump and the tree had been cut. The tree had been cut, but the stump remained. And in the stump, I saw yellow pussy things coming out of the stump. It was diseased. Even though the tree had been cut, the stump still remained and the stump was producing poison and it was affecting the body. The stump must be cut out. The stump must be cut out. In other words, the root of the problem still remains just because we don't do it anymore does not mean that the root does not remain. The Lord said the stump must be cut out. It must be cut away because it is poisoning the body. It is poisoning the body. The stump must be pulled out. It must be pulled out. And as it is pulled out, the body is healed. As it is pulled out, marriage is healed. As it is pulled out, church is healed. As it is pulled out, society is healed. Even though the tree has been cut, but the stump still remains. It still remains in the heart. It must be pulled up. And pulled out. And then full deliverance will come to pass. Again, just because the tree has been cut, no more fruit that and you haven't done it for a while does not mean that you're completely freed from it. The stump must be pulled up. And during this season, again, of illumination of God revealing things, ask him to reveal you, 
revealing to reveal to you where that stump is and how to remove it so that you can be completely delivered from whatever held you in bondage and captivity. Are you hearing? Let's give God a hand of praise. We are done in Jesus mighty name. Lord, we give you praise. All the adoration and all the exhortation, it belongs to you. We love you this day, Father. Lord God, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, we ask that you would continue to reveal to us, even where the stump is, deal with us, where the root is of this thing, whether it's something from our our past, whether it's a past hurt or addiction, something that happened to us long ago, something that we have not dealt with just because it has no outward appearance, but it's still something there that you are dealing with to pull up and to pull out and to pull away. Lord, we speak uh, life, health and strength, Lord, even to this congregation. And Lord, we ask uh, that you would reveal that you would reveal instantly by your spirit, that you would reveal the hold up, that you would reveal the hold, things that are holding us up. Reveal. Reveal, Father. Reveal. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.